David Spada is a successful attorney whose dream was to become a sports talk show host. Elliot Harris is a Chicago Sun-Times sports columnist who wanted to expand his media presence. In the next hour, they combine their talents and love of sports and women by interviewing former professional athletes and lovely ladies on sports and torts. But keeping the boys out of trouble isn't always easy because when David and Elliot are together, they have more fun than should be legal. Elliot, one girl's not enough for you? You had to bring in two today? Well, twice as much fun. We have a couple of lovely ladies, twins, Amber and Angela Cope, who are auto racers. Your basic, uh, you know, beautiful woman behind a wheel. When you sent me the information the other day, I looked them up. They have their own website, and I looked very interesting here. They come from a racing family, I see. Indeed they do. Their uncle, Derek Cope, was the 1990 Daytona 500 winner. And one of these years, Angela or Amber, maybe both of them will end up winning a Daytona 500. Kind of like Donica Patrick. What did she win? She won one race, I think, in her career so far, right? Yeah, she won a lot of endorsements and sponsorships. I think that's the key. Because in NASCAR, they've been known for years for selling advertising on everything, their uniform, the car. That You know, that's the nature of the sport. You know, it, it's not like they have uh, million-dollar owners like baseball, basketball, and football. You know, you have to go out and uh, sell yourself and your talents and get sponsors who want some visibility. And certainly NASCAR is a good place for it. I see that the ratings on television are up this year as opposed to last year, so... If you uh, want some exposure with a certain demographic, which is a very broad demographic, it's just not rednecks and hillbillies. That's what I thought it was for years. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Who knew? But, I mean, it's, it's all over the world, you know. And obviously uh, networks think that there's enough of an audience beyond rednecks and hillbillies that they'll, they'll – And Republicans. Well, isn't that all the same? No, that's, <laughs> this, that's another show for another day and another couple of co-hosts. But I mean, yeah, I mean, advertising is the key for everything. I mean, to generate money. Look at we got the new hats now promoting the show, beaten and battered like us. Well, they're not quite as beaten or battered as you and I are, but very attractive. Now that I'm forty, am I beaten and battered or what? I'm old. Nah, nah. Forty is what the new twenty. That's what I. That's what I'm led to believe now. So hopefully it is. Yeah, you know, and some of us never mature past, you know, like 12 or 13. So you should have me play softball Friday. Went 0 for two, struck out twice, and I look like an old hold, lady. Hold it, hold it. How do you strike out in softball? 14. You, you go, you're going up against Eddie Feiner and the King in his court, something like that. Jenny Finch on the mound, fast pitch. It was my third game. It's 14 inch mush. I never played 14 inch mush. I always played the 16. And I had a seven year old guy pitching to me. And I'm sitting, you start with a 1-1 count, and I'm just shaking my, or 2-1 count, two balls, one strike, and i just shaking my head. And it's a co-ed team, and the girls weren't even striking out. I felt so bad after that game. I went to the batting cages yesterday, so I get my swing back. Did, did you take your bat and glove and slump your shoulders and walk home crying? They, they benched me after three innings. After they, three? I would have benched after the first strikeout. Wait, Adam Dunn's still playing. He strikes out all the time. Yeah, but you don't have a, a multi-million dollar contract to play softball the way he does to have play baseball for, with the White Sox, do you? No. I wish I did. They're talking about possibly letting him sit on the bench because, I mean, I don't think he's got a hit against lefties this year, and they've got the next seven games, I think, five lefties and Felix Hernandez and... Um, 
Justin Verlander, two tough righties, he might not even see the field. Well, maybe they can get him to be part of the grounds crew or something. they got to get their money out of him somehow, and sitting on the bench I don't think is the way to do it. Unless he's totally lost it over you know, one off season. I think you play the guy. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, and, you know, he was going to provide a lot of the power. He, You know, when the weather gets warm in Chicago, as it looks like it might be beginning to do on a semi-regular basis, the balls start flying out of U.S. cellular field. And, you know, he was going to be the guy who's going to project those uh, spheres into left center, right center, center field, you know, concourse, you know, tremendous power. But you do have to make contact. Contact? What's that? Cubs can't do that. If they want somebody to strike out, they could have signed you for a lot less. Yeah, I mean, what is this? you got Blake Hewitt playing all over all these guys. But let's get to a sport that you're familiar with and some beautiful women. Amber and Angela Cope, twin terrors on the racetrack. Lovely ladies who are competing on the NASCAR circuit. You there? Yep, we got that. How are you? Good. So, Amber, you are the older of the twins, is that correct? Yes, I'm older by a minute. Okay, so you get to make all the the big decisions? Yeah, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know about that. Okay. <laughs> she likes to think she does, but okay. she doesn't. <laughs> okay. So, Angela, how did you guys get started you know, Amber and I started racing go-karts uh, when we were nine years old, and basically uh, we were actually from Seattle, so we raced all over the Northwest and then moved up to like a super late model and did that for about five years, and we started driving uh, the super late models actually at the age of 15 before we even had our driver's license, so it was kind of funny. And then um, a week before we turned 21, we decided to make the move to Charlotte, uh, and we lived with our Uncle Derek and uh, to basically pursue our careers in the NASCAR world, so... What's a and here super, we are. What's a super late model? Is that like uh, Cheryl Teagues? Yeah, it's a, it's like a late model, but just they they have about, they do about they have about 500 horsepower. They're pretty fast. Okay, so, so you, you just drive that around the streets of Charlotte. Okay, Amber, how many tickets has Angela gotten for speeding? <laughs> oh, you know, actually, she's probably had I had none. So Angela has to have more than me. I think Angela has like three. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah. You can't, but, you know, you can't talk your way out of, you know, bat, bat your eyes and, you know. You know what's so funny is I don't even try and talk my way out of tickets anymore. Like, I, I know I'm going to get it, so I just take it in pride and I just go about my, go on my day. <laughs> you don't say, listen, I do this for a living. I don't know how to go under 55 miles an hour. I know. People laugh. They'll get our license and they're like, oh, twins. And then, they, then they'll be like, oh, you're related to Derek Cope, the Daytona 500 winner, and you think that's going to save us, right? But it never does. <laughs> Okay, so on the racetrack, are you up to speed, Angela? Am I up to speed yeah. on the racetrack? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, we ran the Iowa race, our first nationwide race. And, uh, you know, finishing 28th, hey, I'll take it. It is the second time being in a race car, you know, in the nationwide. So um, pretty exciting. Accomplished a lot. So we didn't get as much seat time as we would have liked. You know, we got rained out that first day, and I know we were kind of looking forward to having that extra day of practice, which was a little disappointing. But all in all, I think it was a great weekend, a very successful weekend. Do you change your own tires? No. Heck, the way, you know, we made so many mistakes in the pits, I should (laughs) have. So you guys share one car? Uh, We're actually both in two. Okay. Yeah. And who's the better driver, Amber? Um, you know, I would, I mean, I'd say this, Andal, Andal is good, you know? 
I'm sure. I mean, it, you know, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like what what I tell everybody is, you know, we both bring something different to the table. Amber's a little bit more, you know, laid back to where you know she waits for things to happen, you know, which is a good. And then where you know where you have me, I just go get after it. And if, it, if there's a hole, I'm going to put it there. And if not, it probably would take me out. You know, so it's one of those things where just we have totally different driving styles. Do you compete against each other, saying I could beat you, I could beat you, or it's basically it's competing against the other drivers? You know what? Um, I think our, our, our dad, and um, ever since we've grown up, um, we've always worked as a team. Um, and I don't think we want any other way. I don't think you know we work together. And like Ann says, you know, we bring two different things to the table. So you know, she might exceed in one area, and I might you know exceed in another. So we work together all the time. That was great. So Amber, when the two of you first got onto the track, did uh, the guys look at you and say, "What's going on here? Who do these girls think they are?" That. I mean, I don't think so. You know, I no, think we I really mean, have a yeah. a good team behind us, and you know, it's kind of like uh, our dad and our uncles always taught us is it's about building a foundation and getting getting you know a good group of guys behind you, then basically believing in one goal and all going after the same the same thing. So I think once you have a good foundation, um, you know, it goes at, the sky's the limit basically. So, I mean, they're really excited to have us on board. Amber drove uh, for Keystone Motorsports, which is a new startup team, and then I drove for TriStar. And, uh, yeah, it was, just, it, was, it was a really exciting weekend for us. So, uh, Amber, yeah. question for you. How many women are there in NASCAR? The only one I really knew about was Donica Patrick because it seems like they keep promoting this girl. You don't hear about anyone else. Yeah, I mean, there's Danica, and you also have Jennifer Dracob, who runs um, – a full schedule in the nationwide as well too, but for the most part, full time. The only full time female in the nationwide series right now is Jennifer Jacob. Danica's part time, and then of course you have Angela and myself, which is still you know series in there. Cause, you know, Angela actually went through the NASCAR approval process, so we're not able to run full time yet. Amber, you talk as quick as you drive, I think. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's so hard. I try to slow down when I talk, but I'm working on it. <laughs> you're like me. The judges say, "Whoa!" Because I'm an attorney. Slow down here. You get so excited what you're saying, it just keeps coming out. I know, right? <laughs> well, next next time you guys get a speeding ticket, maybe David can help you uh, wiggle your way out of something like yeah. that. Oh, hey, there David. you go. <laughs> and now I know who to call. <laughs> so where, where do you envision your career going? Is this like an apprenticeship you serve and you work your, like baseball with the minor leagues and you work your way up to the big circuit? Yeah, basically, you know, right as of right the second, Amber and I are just, like Amber said, trying to get through the approval process, and we're still only at a half mile. So, um, and it's, you know, it's about getting seat time and getting comfortable in the cars, and, you know, that's kind of what we lack right now. So that's been the tough part is not being in the seat full time, our and that's what we need. Angela, are sponsors lining up to sign you two? You know, we actually um, we actually have some really great sponsors coming on board for our next race, Um you know, it, it's like anything. It's money's hard to come by. It is. It's that's everybody's life story right now. But I, I think because we're twins and we're females, we do have a few things that we're working on that, you know, type sponsors that haven't been in NASCAR yet. So we're really excited. Double mint gum. I know. That's we're trying. We are trying. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're you trying. should you should be able to go after some sponsors that the guys can't go after. Yeah, you know, you would think, but I'm telling you, it's tough out there for everyone right now. Is it difficult explaining it to a female-geared company that, hey, auto racing is a good venue for you? You know, I I, I think it's, uh, you know, because you have Danica in the sport and you have Jennifer Jo Cobb. I think um, people's perception on the women driving, it's it's opening up. You know, people are, are more, you know, 
willing more to, open to it. listen. Yeah, or right. more willing to listen to it now than what it's ever been. So, um, but it's again, it's it's a struggle. It's a daily ba- battle. Are men or women better drivers? <laughs> Aw, not. <laughs> My wife tells me she's a better driver than me because she so goes, funny, "You don't pay attention." Know, of course, well, we're going to say women are better. Say but women, women are better. <laughs> yeah. Is there any advantages women have over men in NASCAR? No, I don't think so at all. No. Does being five foot three and a hundred pounds does that help or hurt? You know, it probably hurts us more because we're so tiny. You know, we work out full time with the personal trainer, and it's just tough. It's really, you know, it's all about endurance. You're in that car for so, you know, very, very long hours. So we so. need to get you both bulked up. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. working on it. We're working on <laughs> a, it. A little roid rage, road rage. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's it. How hot does it get in these cars? About 140, I think. Yeah, about 130, 140. And we are, like, dripping, sweating. Yeah, it's pretty hot in there. And those suits aren't very cool either, are they? No, but Um, you have, like, a a cooling system in there that, you know, blows on your your, uh, helmet full time, so it's kind of nice. But it's still pretty hot. Amber or Angela, how do drivers run out of gas during a race? I saw that in the Indy that one of the drivers barely made across the finish line. I mean... Don't you want to make sure the most important thing is to have enough gas to win the race? It's, it's tough. It's, well, yeah, it's tough. I know, you know, if you watch the Charlotte race, you know, you watch Junior on the last lap, they're running gas. And it's just, it's, it's all, I mean, it's, it's all making sure the calculations are right. And it's just, it's close, you know. A lot, yeah. Except, you know, if you don't come in for a caution, if you don't come in, you know, when you're supposed to pit, too. And, you know, so it's a lot of factors that kind of play in that whole deal. Now, for your pit crew, is it easier or difficult to uh, to get people to be a part of it? Do you just have to bat your eyes, or how does that work? No, I wish it was that easy. <laughs> you know, like I said earlier, it's just you know you got to build a team and you got to have a good group of guys that work for I us. Believe and, in you. Know, you. We kind of yeah. rented out some pit guys on this last race, and so it wasn't the full time crew guys that we'll have, you know, in the next few races to come, of course. So, um, so you know, once we once we're able to get a full time crew in the shop, I think is when it'll start to really feel like you know it's a team and. Everything's going good. Are you guys dating anybody or married, or what's your uh, dating status? Or no, you, you know, we actually we're both dating somebody. Same guy. <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah, same guy. Absolutely yeah. Not. <laughs> no, Amber and I have totally different tastes than men. Yeah, what's what's yeah. the difference, Angel? What's your taste versus Amber's? You know what? Angel dates Angel. Angel dates a little bit older than I date. Just a few years older, but I've been with um, my honey for seven years, so it's been it's been a long relationship. That's so great. <laughs> Elliot's cracking up here. I thought I, I thought you'd be dating. I thought you'd be dating like Mario Andretti's grandson or staying like the NASCAR or no. card series. No, no, my guy, my guy owns a, is like a CEO of his company. So well, and Amber's guy is in NASCAR. So well, we'll get that CEO to provide some sponsorship here. He's working on it. I keep telling him. Okay. Now, away from the track, you also. Have a website where you sell merchandise. Yeah, yeah, the pink candy. Yeah, we have pink candy boutique, um, and basically what it is we have um, we have shirts that we sell of Angela and myself, um, and we also have a clothing line on there as well because Angela and I are really into fashion. Um, so we have some great clothing um, accessories and handbags and stuff like that too. Yeah, so fun stuff. It keeps us busy. Do you design the stuff yourself? You know, we don't design it. Um, we basically just, you know, choose different things, for, you know, from different vendors out of different countries and stuff like that. So, it's all stuff that the Angela can relate to and that we love, of course. <laughs> so. 
Somebody came up with that uh, Cope Twins T-shirt, though. Yeah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> the little cartoon one. Just <laughs> doesn't like them, but yeah, no, we're getting some new ones made, so they'll be coming out yeah. probably in the next three, four weeks. So we're excited. Okay, so yeah. what, what's next on your racing docket? You know, as of right now, Amber and I are planning on running a couple K and N races. Uh, I, which is Angela, I'll run Evergreen, and Amber will probably run New Hampshire in the K and N, and then we'll run the nationwide race at New Hampshire. Do you have to train, like, exercise to be a driver, or is it just get behind the wheel and just go fast? Uh, I wish I wish it was that easy. <laughs> no, you know, we work out with the trainer every day. So, I mean, it's very it's, – it's it's hard work. I mean, you definitely can't just Driving sit in there and drive. Driving is a full-time job. You know, there's a, lot, there's a lot of, you know, endurance behind it and everything. So, and being as small as we are, we definitely need everything that we need. And, and, and eating well it plays a big factor in it as well. So, How, how do you work on building up endurance? Just like, you know, like our trainer basically sets out all these workout regimens for us to do. And uh, endurance is like running, doing weights, upper body stuff um, for those long. A lot of cardio. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned that you started racing with go-karts. I figured you started racing on your tricycles or big wheels <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> no. <That's pretty> funny. <laughs> you know, we actually got a go- we got our go-kart for Christmas one year. And Amber and I literally did not know the gas from the brake. Well, how old were you when you so got a go kart? We were nine years old. Nine. You understand, like the whole, the whole racing is has been in our family. Our grandfather did it, our dad did it, and then our uncle, who obviously still is in the sport. Um, so they just wanted to get us in racing, and Aaron and I had no clue about it, what it did. And I can remember it's so funny, like our dad and our uncle Derek would take us out to parking lots and make us do laps around the parking lots, just getting comfortable with the gas and the brake. It's so funny looking back. And to where we are today, it's, it's we've really accomplished a lot. And, now, uh, there's do you, definitely more to come. Does your family give you hints on uh, or suggestions on what you should be doing as far as driving and things like that? You know, not, you know, it's so hard because our family's all out in Seattle. Like our mom, and dad, we have a younger sister who's all still out there. So it's basically our uncle that's been kind of helping us, and then our dad flies in for the races as well as our mom. But as of now, it's kind of Amber and I have kind of been um, on our own because Uncle Derek is racing full time. So we've kind of had to go out by ourselves and kind of find the money and um, and kind of teach ourselves, and it's it's been really exciting. So so is your sister going to follow in uh, your guys's footsteps or uh, wheel tracks or things like that and be the driver too? Yeah, we wish too? she would. Aww. Yeah, we wish yeah. she would, but she's never. You know, the racing just isn't for her. So, are you doing any modeling? You two also? No, we don't model. No. I mean, you guys look like models. Look at these Race pictures. Drivers, man. I don't oh, know any models you. that drive 180 miles an hour. I know that. <laughs> I thought <laughs> Don- I, I thought Donica Patrick was a model and just racing on the side. I mean, because it doesn't seem like you ever see her racing. It's always her on TV doing modeling shoots. Yeah. <laughs> she's running full time in Indy, and she's got this limited deal in Nationwide. She has her. She has it going. That's for sure. Okay. So. Do, do indie cars appeal to either one of you to drive? Oh, oh absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I think, I think being a race car driver, you're you're looking at all aspects of racing. You you love every every part of it, you know. So. So if somebody came up to you and said, "Hey, I've got an indie car. Would you like to get behind oh, the wheel?" You'd most be there. Definitely, I'd be there you today. Sign us up. <laughs> <laughs> what, pay, what? Last question. What pays more money? Indy, NASCAR, or CART, or I don't know. We've got all these different organizations. No, I, I don't really know what the You Indy know what? No, I, I think it's, I, it's NASCAR. I would think it, yeah, I was going to say, I would think it would be NASCAR. I'm pretty positive it's NASCAR, yeah. Okay. But I don't really I mean, know. I guess, I mean, maybe. I mean, you look at all these indie drivers who are getting a NASCAR now, too. So, you know, I mean, 
Right, they come from Indy to NASCAR. Oh yeah, absolutely. A lot of people, a lot of drivers are coming into NASCAR now, so it's you know. But I'm sure you you do well at any of it. So. <laughs> Thank you very much, Amber, Angela. You were delightful as always. Good luck to you. Uh, Thank, Thank you, you very so much, much for having us. We appreciate it. Alrighty. Okay. Thanks. Bye bye. There was Angela and Amber Cope. Learned a lot about NASCAR, Indy racing. It's incredible. Yeah, you know. If, but if they're really good drivers, I want them to do, you know, Chicago traffic and rush hour and see what they can do. Get be- better than five miles uh, per hour. Is the Killer Ryan more dangerous or Indy? I think the Killer Ryan, but unless you're on the last lap of the Indy 500 and you hit a wall. When we come back, we're going to have a former coach in the NBA who won a championship in his first season, something that Tom Thibodeau couldn't do, Paul Westhead. You're listening to Sports and Torts here on TalkZone.com. 